0: On the last show, we were celebrating 20 years of African rhythms, and this is a continuation of uh, that celebration, because um, finally tonight, Mike Ingram's going to be phoning in from the U.S. of A., updating us some more on uh, what he's been doing in the last... 15 years and he's got his Sultry Radio which in fact uh, was just broadcasting live so we've got a dual broadcast happening tonight here on African Rhythms on CITR 101.9 FM UBC Radio CITR.ca you can tune in online but let's continue on Mike Ingram will be phoning in um, but in the meantime here's a track uh, that Mike turned me on to And this is a track called The Love of My Man. The
1: love of my man
0: Itr and this is African Rhythms Radio. Of course, um, you learned from our last show. We've been on the air for 20 years now. But one of my most esteemed guests is on the line from the USA right now. Hello. What's up,
1: Dave?
0: Hello, and Michael. Michael. Got it, brother. <laughs> well, it's great that uh, we finally uh, got to do a full-on show together.
2: Indeed, indeed
0: yeah that's
2: no. really good stuff
0: so as saw uh, we were saying in the last show so you've been uh, doing uh, Soul sultry radio and uh, where is uh, where are you living now exactly
2: I am in the Philadelphia suburbs right now when I decided to do a music show again I had already been versed in doing on air radio I was part of a three-man team well firstly I have to preface this by saying in my current profession where I work as editor of black athlete sports network mm. um, they had started their radio arm, and they wanted to know who would like to do a show. So I mm-hmm. took two of my colleagues at the time when I was working at the Philadelphia Tribune, which is the oldest uh, continuous black newspaper in America, and the three of us, we called the show the sports MCs. Myself, Mr. Bachelor, and Mr. Tony McLean became part of our troika, and we were the co-hosts of the show. And we were on air from 2006 until 2012, and we won an award for uh, broadcasting. That's great. uh, For the show, and it was from there I decided to spin off and do my own show because uh, one major issue, and that's always been to me the issue of profanity. uh, Mm. One thing about Internet radio that gives us license is that. We can say exactly what needs to be said. And, Mm. you know, there's always that little comedic thing that George Collins does about the seven words that you can't say on air. Well, my take on profanity has always been the real profanity isn't me saying any four or 12-letter expletive. Mm
1: -hmm. The real
2: profanity is understanding a situation that would make you say that four or (laughs) 12-letter expletive. And that's where the politics came in, and that's where we took a dramatic turn that differed from where Bachelor Pad wanted to go and that's why I decided to do my own show where I could say that a real profanity is a hundred and two year old black woman having to stand in line six hours to vote in the yeah. hot sun in Florida that's almost as hot as she is old.
0: Yeah. And that indeed.
2: nobody's trying to do anything about it because they're hoping that she'll die.
0: Yeah, like, no that's I, profanity I, to me. Absolutely. Well, I've seen uh, on your uh, Soul Tree Radio, and I've, I've heard some of your shows, and uh, definitely you're dealing with a lot of issues, a lot of politics, and creating a lot of awareness. Well, um, Theola Kilgore, who we were just playing, that was a 45 you brought up from New York City back in 97, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 no i named that show which which is up on our african moons radio mike returns from new york city and then we went one-on-one with the 45s so lots of memories i remember
2: that show yeah Yeah. that was awesome Mm. when they are on the mic proselytizing or going gospel on us like my girl does on the love of my man Theola kilgore i mean she's testifying yeah that's a that's a that in myself i'm thinking it's it's a prayer when she gets up there and starts singing like that it's like if I ever ran into a girl that would love me like she sang it'd be all over I'm like him baby just take it all, it's all I got you in <laughs>
0: <laughs> no for sure I mean all these years later um, Theola Kilgore is resonating with me and I'm just shaking my head going man there's people coming in my store all the time buying up every out of James record I got but mm-hmm. Theola Kilgore never even got to make an album you know and she yeah. she had some chops too but you know check out this next woman right. Dee Edwards and I can mm-hmm. deal with it I think this is going to move uh, not only our souls, but our listeners' souls indeed. All righty. <laughs>
1: Together, baby, don't blow your feet Get yourself together, get get yourself together
0: Um, But also, um, you're uh, doing your all-music shows. Yeah, the music um, morphed from
2: that, David. And uh, and the cool part about it was that it was going to be a one-time thing. It was something I was only going to do once a month at the last Sunday of the month to recognize, because we wanted to recognize the old school. There was a time where uh, we lost all the major black stations in the States, at least on my side of the coastline. Hmm. Uh, You might remember WBLS, which for a long time, was and what they want to call urban contemporary whatever that died it was bought up by a sports conglomerate right, as as well as another couple of stations and they were dropping like flies and this was something that was part of the New York scene well hell as long as I had been born yeah and you know to to see something like that go was really depressing and it's it was just another reminder that culturally uh, there was something bereft in all of this because it was when these companies folded up. That people like Eddie James were dying, and it's like, how could you not give uh, Eddie James proper respect? When I can remember when Marvin Gaye's murder happened, when he was killed by his father, mm. and, and Frankie Crocker, who was an internationally known disc jockey, but he was also yes. the program director. at Frankie th- Crocker <laughs> made sure. Frankie Crocker made sure that day that Marvin was murdered, that the story was straight. Yeah, yeah he, he made sure everybody understood what was going on underneath all of this, and he didn't sugarcoat anything. And had that been put in the hands of someone else, it surely would have had, let's just say, a different tone to it. But because Frankie Crocker was there to put it in its proper perspective, the story was kept tight. And the truth was maintained instead of some hyperbole or some other kind of other negative stuff coming out that Mm. someone else would have ran with just to get headlines instead of telling the truth.
0: Well, that's funny you should mention um, that Marvin Gaye, because just uh, in uh, my... uh, 20th anniversary show I played an excerpt of an interview um, yep since we were on the air together I've been Mm -hmm. blessed to have done some um, pretty epic interviews and one of them um, for sure a towering one was an interview with Bobby Taylor you know the local Motown singer Mm -hmm. and Bobby and uh, Marvin spent a lot of time together Um, in fact um, he comes out in the interview um, well not only I mean I have backed a lot of the stuff up with facts since but but Bobby Taylor uh, had a hand in writing ABC and i want you back i
1: know he
0: did yeah which 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 itself you know but then again you know he brought michael to the label and Mm -hmm. was the producer of, of them in the beginning so it shouldn't be that big of a surprise but exactly can you imagine how you would feel michael um now living in hong kong imagine how bitter you could feel about never getting a penny in royalties from that i mean you know report what are we talking a million dollars maybe even on the low side Ooh, you know? i mean
2: and, and we're not even talking that's 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 not even low low with a capital yeah. L. I mean <laughs> it's 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 shameful yeah that the the myth you know and, and diana ross perpetuated it for as many years as she did about how she discovered them and you know most yeah. people who know knew that that wasn't true but they never let the truth get in the way of a good story
0: well right. i mean you just talk about some exploitation i mean the, the way bobby T- taylor says it's for one thing um he doesn't completely blame barry gordy but you know mm-hmm. the powers that be because of how powerful and the big business interests
3: yeah i always learned as a kid honor life, father, and, life, father. Yeah. and it doesn't say I don't care what they do. The Bible Bible says that. It doesn't say only if they only if she. It doesn't say that. It says honor thy father and thy mother. So I don't care what they do. You won't have to pay for it. If you do what that Bible tells you to do. Music. Music. Those people who don't do it, they
0: gotta pay for it. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite incredible, I mean, speaking about Marvin, um how religious he was and how spiritual he was, Yeah, how messed up his life was. Absolutely. You're absolutely
3: right. He, but see, he brought a lot of that on himself. But I mean, what an incredible talent. I mean, the world may never see another talent. Well, I'll say this about him. There was never another person that was as good as, as he was in a studio. Anyhow, uh, where was I? Where where, where, were we? We're talking about the Jackson. uh, No. Was that what they were called? No, no. The Jackson Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jackson Sisters. You know, after I did that, then, you know, I I told you that uh, um, Mac David asked me to do that. Yeah. From Curve. His name was Mike. Curb. I knew yeah. I was going to remember it. Yeah, remember Mike that. Curb, who became the Lieutenant Governor of California.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, Right? But he was the one that was that was the catalyst for the um, Osmond Brothers. Yeah. When they did one bad album, which was yeah. a piece of a doo-doo of a song. Well, isn't that
0: kind of a rip-off of the Jacksons? It was awesome.
3: a rip-off of the Jacksons, yeah. and that's what Mike did. Mike was known for that. Yeah. So when I came over and did this one song, Yeah. right, they were so thankful that I did it, you know, because it, it helped Mac get out of something. There. Yeah. And I helped Mac get out of Mac and I, we, we stayed friends up until the day he passed.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the Jackson sisters, actually, they have legendary cult status sisters. Yeah. And that record they did back then, uh, I
3: believe in Miracles. Yeah. Um, you, you know, know whose song people... that was? Whose song was that? That was my song. That's a great I'm track. still getting paid to this day for that. Well, it's a big track. I mean, in, in Japan, uh,
0: they love that, you know.
3: From oh, you same song. Same song. Wow. Man. Grandma's hands clapped in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's hands used to ache sometimes and swell. Grandma's hands used to issue out a warning. She said, Hattie, don't you hit that boy. What you want to smack him for? He has just, I mean, he's going into his pockets just to help and give me something that I couldn't find and see and I think you'll wonder I mean the, the stuff that you that you keep you keep our music alive by keeping those vinyls yeah. and people go down and see this young man
0: um, but uh, some other interesting things that Bobby Taylor had to say was that he actually had to lip-sync for Marvin a couple times because you know Marvin and getting on stage and not showing yep. up and all of that you know sure. so and then interestingly right after I played that I, I played my excerpt of Bobby singing what's going on live in Vancouver
3: <laughs> Bobby Taylor Uh, You guys really need to listen to African Rhythmus Radio at CITR 101.9 FM with the great David Love Jones. So my hands long, you know you Have to find
1: a way to create some here today. Oh, I think it's time to we'll the out me, the talk to me, talk ah, to so What's going on?
0: Uh, that's just one moment, Michael. Another moment, Rochelle Farrell. I, I um, got her to phone into the show. Yes. Um, she is actually, um, you talk about people who've been mistreated in the business. She mm-hmm. Since she left Capital Blue Note, not a wad out nothing like she's talked about putting stuff out on her own labels she plays Montreal Jazz fest she regularly plays Washington uh, a gig yeah. uh, yearly gig uh, yeah Rochelle Farrell amazing um I got an interview with her really profound okay I think that that's really cool that you know you've been able to keep that and really you haven't really in this day and age where things if you will are becoming more and more formularized, it seems you know and we're um for, formula oh, I, i'm formula. all i'm all you mixed arrive, up with my yeah. words <laughs> i got you <laughs> yeah so but you're absolutely right and and they they tend to stick to the formula like it's the
4: their last you know breath of air because it's more about the money
1: than it is the music
0: yeah well, I hope you, and uh, I'm sure, you're never going to let that mess with what you're all about. And I have a profound amount of respect for that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
1: I appreciate that. I mean, no, it's, that's not, it's not
4: my route, and it's not why I do what I do, and it doesn't really speak at all. The way that they approach music, uh, the industry approaches music, it doesn't speak at all to, to my spirit and...
1: It just doesn't resonate with
0: my purpose. The more I I learn about, you know, through talking with you and stuff about uh, your music and about what you're all about, like, I realize your balance in life, you know, um, what you do and what you eat and what you read and whatever, is just as important as the music, like it's all one, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, I think we should uh, let some... People out there maybe uh, be checking some of your music out here. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean, run out I l- I love talking novel. to you and all that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could talk all nights. And um, yeah, we
1: could. You want yeah. to play and, you know <laughs> put a little music on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey baby, something I got to tell you. It ain't easy, but it's true. trend hey, 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 oh, oh, sit on down, boy Let me break the news I am no longer why I gotta go get alone Can't hold on oh no more no. Trying to
0: Also, incredibly, Linda Jones' daughter, I kid you not, I got a right. of Linda Jones' daughter, and she phoned in, and she said it straight, Linda did not die on stage, that she died at home. That's right, um, she died
2: between sets.
0: Yes. That's yeah. right, she was yeah. waiting,
2: in, in the back in the day, yeah. so that all the Canadian listeners will understand, on Sundays, the Apollo used mm-hmm. to have their matinee, then everybody would go home for dinner or whatever, and then you'd have the late show. Mm. and that's what happened to Linda Jones she had just right on the matinee she went home uh, I know diabetes was kicking in her bed yeah and
0: she did say diabetes nothing about drugs I've f- Kerr was producing a lot of the stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh, that he had kept all the royalties for all of her mother's stuff all yep. along you know
4: what I what I could tell you about Linda is with hypnotized she came
2: in and it was one take wow. what you have on record
0: that's what it is yeah well that's what really blows my mind about Linda is that she had um, this incredible vocal ability I mean we were talking a moment ago about Rochelle Farrell and modern day and you know what incredible vocal she is but Linda was like that like she had all this power uh-huh. and technique but she mm-hmm. held it back and unleashed it at those right kind of moments yeah. So she didn't overdo it you know Yes. and uh here the next track we're going to play is kind of an example of that one of what have I done Whatever. to make you mad uh-huh. you know like it's just Powerful kind of groove going on, but she kind of holds something back and then unleashes it, uh, you know, in a suitable kind of a way. But yeah. I think that she obviously learned, you know, I mean when she. Uh, like one at the apollo or whatever i mean obviously she learned how to perform she learned how to you know draw an audience and she learned uh the craft you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't know really who she learned it from or, or how that all came about you know and what
2: uh from what i understand and just from my family and and everything it, it's it's that was just a part of her you know like i said her passion was just incredible and you know it kind of When you're listening to the the records, it jumps off at it jumps out at you. You know, it's what it is, and uh, she just she there was no fear. You know in her approach she just Absolutely. whatever came that's what you got
0: so yeah it was a pure natural beautiful very
2: girl. pure very pure
0: yeah all right ladies and gentlemen you're listening to uh, david love jones the show is african rhythms and of course we're on citr 101.9 fm all right terry well let's drop it let's drop a tracks from linda for them right now okay all right What have I-
2: like that a gift like that nobody would be able to mess up but we know with uh A&R departments that's very easily done.
0: Well this is the, I mean this should come as no surprise but the one woman who was in awe of Linda Jones's talent apparently I've read now is Aretha herself. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, right.
2: Linda Linda was a singer singer. Exactly. It's like yeah. she's one of those maybe a lot of y'all didn't know but you ask all those that know Who's the singer? Who do they listen to? Boom! You yeah. know, it's, it's not surprised to find her name on a list anywhere.
0: You've, so uh, it's
2: a shame that in the midst of beautiful music and a culture that maintains itself, because so many people recognize the beauty in all of this, oftentimes the artists get screwed. As uh, mm-hmm. you were coming on, I was signing off with a Canadian artist who I feel has been screwed to a great deal, and that's Jenny B. Englishman, who's also known as Stero. I find Ah. Estero to be one of the most talented people out here right now. Wow. And she's in that Rachel Farrell trick bag of being so good that everybody knows she's good. But they know, you know, you're going to have to give her her props from an artistic standpoint. Because I think now she knows after being burnt a couple of times that things have to be done on her on, on her side, and and the same with Rachel Farrell, you know, yeah, Rochelle, she believes enough sure. in her talent to know that if somebody's going to come calling, they're going to come calling correct and give her what she's supposed to have, so yeah. that she can go forth. And we know that pop, when it comes to the world of pop music, they'll serve up anything. And if people get inundated with enough of it, you know, they'll they'll, they'll swallow it. But when I'm thinking, every time I think about a Black Eyed Peas song, mm. I realize the fact that a Sterile could have been the Fergie and the Black Eyed right? and she surely would have artistically taken them in a whole other direction because her voice there's no way Fergie on her best day could touch Estero from a singing or artistic standpoint overall
0: I'll uh, have to look into that yeah that, oh, that, that yeah, sounds very definitely. interesting it's, it's, yeah. it's,
2: it's, it's, it's something we see common in the industry always there's always people like Rachel Farrell and Estero mm. who can do everything. I mean, literally can do everything. And you would think, well, this would be a joy to work with. But then, you get that combination of unscrupulousness, just straight up greedy people, and and let's be real, jealous people. You
0: exactly. Know, there's yeah. a lot of
2: jealousy in this business, bro. Yeah, you know? there is.
0: And I've noticed that, so uh, you know, over the years with my DJing or just having a record shop or whatever, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. Haters, jealousy, things haters like that, real, and you've you've got to develop some thick skin, and um, you've got to just keep, you know, doing in your gut what you think is right, and um, you know what, it, it, it's uh, eventually they drop off. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Or you move on to some new ones, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I mean, um, yeah, a real journey um, both of us have had, you know, living uh, me living here in Vancouver and, and you are too, and but you know what, we, we tried to create some musical justice, um, we tried to wind our politics around the education of the music, I mean occasionally we touch on issues and things yeah, but um you know we we did it with the music and here why don't we go to uh, this bobby bland yeah no i mean I, i've loved oh a yeah. lot of his stuff over the years but man this track shoes i don't know how i missed this one but what a track I, I, you you know this one
2: i know of it yeah one thing about bobby blue bland is and i made this point in the first part of uh, Soul Tree radio and raw you know we don't get enough infusion of jazz and blues. And these are American art forms. You know, the Bobby Blue Blands and, you know, uh, Guitar Slims and B.B. Kings, they are Brahms and Bachs and Mendelssohns, and, you know, they're not appreciated here. Just like with the bebop musicians, they had to go abroad to be appreciated. Exactly, you know? I mean, this track, in large part yeah. was due to the fact that you know they heard Muddy Waters and Little Walter and Little Milton or whatever it was, and you know they they picked up on it. They understood how good it was, and we see this same kind of lack of production today because even in a town like Chicago, which is rooted in the blues, mm. you still don't have a real station that dedicates itself to blues programming or or jazz or anything at ilk. So. You know, word of mouth is a powerful thing. If you're that good, and I don't think what a lot of people realize is that Bobby Blue Bland, unlike a lot of blues musicians, he didn't have a harp or or, or guitar like BB. Bobby Blue Bland only sang. Yeah. You know, but he boy trusted could he his orchestrations <laughs> and whatever it was he was saying. And a lot of times you feel the gospel in there. A lot of times you can feel the jazz in there. But mm. Bobby Blue Bland was a bad mamma jammer, and all he mm. did was sing.
0: You know, you know you can compare him in some ways to James Brown himself. Most definitely. Yeah, here he is. And that is uh, Bobby Blue Bland Shoes. Yeah, what a track. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's uh, it's incredible stuff. You know, smooth and Carolina shag music is (laughs) what Mike says it is. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, Carolina shag is one of those subcultures, or one of those musics that is fiercely local. And a lot of Mm. times, stuff we hear, like, um, how can I put it? Build Me Up Buttercup by the foundation
0: foundations yeah that
2: would be an example of Carolina shag music and they're There's British a, or too. They're beach music sometimes yeah. they call it beach music British right? soul yeah, of that. <laughs> anything that covers the Carolinas or those surrounding islands mm-hmm. grooves like that they call that beach music and whatnot and it's and it's been a staple For almost 30, 40 years now.
0: Right. There's that California um, kind of beach music scene too, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely... Well, you know, I guess in truth... um, this soul music, um, the way people have envisioned it and played it and whatever, is certainly quite different, as we were saying, um, in North America than in England. You know, I, I mean, it. I mean, sure, there is some young folk coming up now that are getting into kind of the northern soul sounds, and that's the current northern soul scene. Or you've also got some guys, and uh, I, I do this uh, myself too. Um, the funk forty-five sets are kind of mm-hmm. become popular too. You know, so that's another thing that's come up in the last few years.
2: Well, you know, regardless of how you divide it, David, you know, the the fact remains that people are paying attention to it and they're and they're loving it. And and that that makes all the difference in the world, the fact that it's being exposed because we know even in this world where they've got all these different channels now, you know, they still can't channel in on on what this soul music really does like they'll they'll understand the Aretha and the Wilson Pickett and all that stuff but they don't really get down to the bone and understand how massive an effect this thing has on a collective culture worldwide
0: well this is it i mean you know when when you have some ability to be able to pick a good soul song. Have some ability to be able to learn about unknowns and unknown labels and producers and songwriters and be able to put that all together into sets of music. Big up to people for having yeah. this love because it's ha- it's kept it alive.
1: Yeah, he
0: really
2: has. And, and and I can tell you, as those stations were being killed in the states, you know, there was no type of editorial backlash. And this is where I find fault with the black entertainment TVs of the world because they are totally void of any kind of character because anything that would have had that kind of control, where you have that much exposure to the masses, if you can't tend to that and address that and understand that, if it wasn't for that, there wouldn't be a black entertainment TV and you wouldn't have the forum in which you'd put out all these booty-shaking videos and all this other nonsense. And yeah. I, you know, I ain't no prude but it's like it's about putting things in their proper context
0: well I mean yeah
2: entirely on that
0: in, in the beginning, I, I used to have a subscription to BET, and there was that Ramsey Lewis thing that yep. he did. Um, he had Rochelle Farrell on. He'd have all mm-hmm. kinds of really creative, good acts. So, you know, it had some credibility, exactly. but I don't think I'd get a subscription again now on my cable because I don't think there's anything left except the booty videos, you know? Like, no, it, it's I it's sad. It I mean, I looked at way. their program. The it looks to terrible.
2: Way culture, And mm. that's where the script gets flipped. You would think something like that in name alone would encompass that, but it's not even remotely close to that. And like I said, the only thing that I see that does that on a consistent basis is TV one when they do the unsungs.
0: Yeah, they you're right. They, those are good. I mean, I'd they like to see even more. On that. It's yeah. really
2: amazing that they are really detailed. They focus yeah. on all of those acts, like the whispers, like heatwave
0: Yeah, they, they've definitely done some good ones. They've done
2: um, some awesome ones. And they, yeah. and they continue to be consistently good and making sure that those people get recognized. And it is one of the few things on anyone you want to call Black TV or whatever that I will watch because I know it'll be a, a good product. And I Yeah, know. they did a
0: good one on uh, Donny Hathaway there. Exactly. but I don't know. If we got in there, we could, you know, maybe go Linda Jones, uh, oh, Sam I D's. And, there's no doubt about that. And... <laughs> yeah, man, we could do some pretty epic, stellar work with those guys. So <laughs> I don't know. We should, uh, we should be talking to those guys for sure. This next group we're going to listen to here, the Montclair's. Hell, we could do one on them. Why not? Oh, hell yes. I
2: mean, the Montclair's <laughs> are some begging rascals, brother. Yeah. Well, Phil Perry. They even made a song called Begging is Hard to Do. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, well, wait till you hear this song, um, Uh Mike. Unwanted Love. Okay, here we go with a monster track here on African Rhythms CITR 101.9 FM.
1: and
2: company that uh worked them was based out of shreveport i think actually from baltimore i'm not sure i have to double check that myself yeah. but um that's that tracks from the dreaming out of season the dreaming's out of season album and, and dreaming's out of season
0: was what a, a song
2: that was getting played consistently on the new york soul station wwrl that i remember specifically
0: there's some definite uh, begging going on in that song oh, there was
2: some <laughs> serious begging going on there. and, and then the track that you brought out ease the pain was just that's a mammoth track and stuff yeah and in terms of the harmony and the presentation and all of
0: that so man Locked. I tell you one of the tracks back in the day when remastering a show I realized that you turned me on to the escorts yes. um, which Jill Scott later on sampled for her track mm-hmm. family reunion man uh, that that escorts album um, yeah, I mean the tragedy of them being in jail. And, well, you uh, know,
5: if
2: they were singing from jail, they was definitely begging. <laughs> 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 like, you know, that's some deep stuff.
0: But I'm telling yeah. you, man, look on my shoulder. That's got to be one of the best tracks yeah, and you've ever it's turned me on track. to.
1: Take a look over your show. Oh Say you come over here I'll and sit down and let me read. Wait, wait.
5: I used to say I was see seal.
0: I'm telling you, like, it's it's taken all these years to fully appreciate everything we did, you know, just because like week in, week out, we're just whipping out these three hour shows. But, it's but unbelievable. You
2: know, the cool part about all this is that because the music was so good, it has lasted. Exactly. You know, that that a kid in Birmingham, England can pick up something like that and say, Damn you know, and that same kid in Birmingham, Alabama can pick up the song and say, Damn <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> that's that's the beauty of soul music you know good is good if you are good you do this you know whether you're singing whether you're playing whether you're writing the songs whether you're in front or in back of the microphone if you can do this you can do this there is uh there may not be a set epicenter for where soul originates but it emanates from everywhere and can come from every place yeah and and i felt the same about hip-hop even though you know, many much of it centered in the Bronx and stuff like that, but it was coming from everywhere. I mean, that, that itself was something that I did while I was there at CITR with the mm. help of some of the staff there as they touched on that, uh, I believe in 99 or 2000. But the long and short of it is, you know, this soul music is something that, you know, you can't fake it.
1: That's
5: mm-hmm.
2: real stuff, whether you hear 1970s chords and wah-wah pedals or, or just somebody giving you some gut-bucket vocals like what Bobby Blue Bland did or, or what my man, any of the other singers do mm. when they are on the mic.
0: I was just saying, big up to uh, all our listeners in the Philadelphia area and all around. All right. Yeah. And our, our listeners out there in the world.
2: Over in Canada and whatnot, because we've, we've yeah. been blessed with a few Canadian listeners that have been digging us when we do our Sunday show on, uh, on Block Talk Radio from 9 to 11 p.m.
0: Oh, that's great! Yeah, well, no, I've managed to pick up some listeners, done some networking in Northern Europe. Um, my friend, my friend Miguel over there, uh, mm. made a, a nice uh, lobato uh, gentleman down in South Africa. Who uh, he mm. really digs the Henry Miller mixes, so mm-hmm. that's nice. I, I did a nice Henry Miller mix. Well, remember that Find Your Rhythm one with Ferro yeah. Saunders on saxophone? So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that that one's back up on our. Um, yeah, your comments about about uh, Henry Miller's philosophy in life are pretty profound in itself. But yeah, as we were saying in the break, it'd be nice to some of our deeper dialogue to just actually just get it all done in writing and maybe even into a book or something. Because I think the work we did, um, especially if we edited it down, we could come up with some pretty interesting insights. And I think the written word, because indeed Mike is now a uh, published author and going on to your second book, in fact.
2: Yeah, uh, The second book will be out, I believe, sometime in February. It's science fiction called The Heroes of Harmony Corners. Part one, the first book, Imitation in Life, is a an exercise in pop culture where we refer movies and there are lines from movies that are the actual punchlines to things that we bring up, whether they be of a political nature or having to do with music or sports or what have you. Hmm. You know, it's... With the, the saying is, just because they're celluloid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. And that's <laughs> the premise of the book. And it's I think po- you might find some humor in there, but it's been doing well. Yeah, and, uh, you can get it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon, it. and yeah. you can also download it via Kindle. Imitation and Life is the name of the book.
0: And that's Michael Lewis Ingram is your full name. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. You no, know, I'm really um, impressed. The things you've accomplished in life, Mike, it's uh, inspiration to all of us for sure. Just
2: keeps me off the
1: streets, bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, get out, Mitty Collier. We're about to get pretty raunchy here, but uh, this is some rough and tumble soul right here. Um, what do you know about? Uh, well, I, I, what do you know about this song? Is this? Well, I know again?
2: when Midi moved over to chess because mm. she's been singing for chess for a long time. She has great tracks. I mean, the epic track, I Had a Talk With My Man, which Indeed. was a secular version. Of yeah. The song. I had a talk with my God last night. Right. Consistent with the 1950s, you know, acts who were trying to walk that line between, you know, does gospel, you know, pay off in the soul vein or is it blasphemous? You know, it's, it's one of those crazy things and it's part of the demons that got into Marvin Gaye's father, to be totally truthful about it. But in Minnie's case, you know, she had been singing for Chess for a while, and with Etta's success, when Etta did the At Last album, you know, Minnie decided to go in that direction, and I think on this tune here, that first 30 or 40 seconds of the song, it's definitely more Etta than it is Mitty. I mean, not to mm. say that, that, that Mitty's not true to herself in this song, but you hear her you hear the haunch the, the raunchy ass horns that you would have heard and i want to make love to you on even more production vein and
1: mm. yeah you know,
2: she's like etta and laura lee was when laura sang dirty old man or You're you're dirty man like get out you know uh, it's like <laughs> she starts the song and whatnot. that's like it's, it's it's clear from the first few seconds what has already happened and midi's just
0: Yeah, well, indeed. I mean, I I guess the message um, we've got here for our listeners is uh, Theola Kilgore, Mitty Collier, there's other deep soul like Adam. It needs to be heard. And here it is. We're going to hear it right now. All (laughs) right.
1: Come back
2: involvement with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was after the movie The Five Heartbeats came out and if you remember it was loosely based on the Dells so right. I, I had yeah. been talking that's, to that's Charles Barksdale and, and uh, Barksdale had made it clear to me that you know he really didn't like the whole premise of the hall because they weren't recognizing, not just him and performers like him but they didn't pay attention to the early people like Winoni Harris and Ray Brown Bull mm-hmm. Moose Jackson, folks like that who were, who were creating the grooves that eventually Bill Haley and the Comets would jump on. And yeah. he said, if you're going to be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you've got to cover all the bases.
0: And well, stuff. not to mention Louis Jordan. Where we exactly, about but, but
2: you know, having said that, you know, Louis Jordan at least got a look at and was given more consideration again the Purple Rain came out and everybody saw the Morris Day and how he was a foil and how the time got a lot of inspiration from Louis Jordan as he was a frontman and stuff. Interesting, But, but when, you, when you weigh all of this stuff, the, it still comes back to people having the power of life and death, literally sometimes. And when the Dells got in finally in 2004, they all were able to get in intact, all five of them. You know, and it's, it's just sad when you know that somebody should have gotten their roses while they were alive to smell them and yeah. that they would deliberately, in some cases, wait for people to die. Before they'll say, "Oh yeah, you know, by all the by 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 the way, these guys were good or these girls were good." And, well, we're going to recognize them. You know, it would be nice to recognize them while everybody's alive to take their bow. Well, you'd have to have say dirt on their graves.
0: You'd have to say that about you know somebody like Sam Dees, too. You know that he's still here in America and mm-hmm. he's made a couple of gospel CDs more mm-hmm. recently. Um, the production on them was not particularly epic because he's right. very isolated and
2: yeah, I can't believe it, but yeah. see. Thanks to cyberspace, we now have some place to redress a balance, even if for nothing else in the mind of the artist, to make them understand that they are loved. Because a lot of times, you know, when we're doing these things, when we do anything from an artistic standpoint, it's not so much that we're doing it for ourselves, it's whatever it is that's in us that comes out of us. So then, spiritual takes over, whether it's writing, whether it's music, whether it's uh, performing dance or anything like that, you know, that artistic thing is not to be fucked with. And when people come out and be honest about what they're doing and how they're doing it, if it's, uh, if there's a form of where it can be appreciated, it's so much the better for all the humanity and stuff. And that's, that's why, you know, these things I take seriously and passionately. And, you know, that's just the long and short of it.
0: Yeah. Well, we're getting t- towards the end of the show. I want to come back up to that just one more time brother I you. know. exactly I mean well the thing is I mean I have bless uh, my hard work but you know I've managed to have my own record stores and laugh about it because there was times of struggled to get mm. where I have got today and yeah I mean it doesn't always work out that way usually the rich and powerful stay in those positions but I well, feel well, slightly no, more well, richer now
2: you know karma Karma can sometimes be late, but she never misses an appointment, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed. No, I feel like it is sweet justice that you know I've been able to bring our shows back, and mm-hmm. we're finding some new listeners for them, and that people have been inspired by them, and Nardwar even stopped his car to listen to them. It's it, it's great. I mean, I don't do it for those reasons. I think mm-hmm. we both always just did it because we loved it. There was yep. never any money in it. We just we had the passion, and so I think that the karma of life has dealt us a little bit of justice. Just brother definitely yeah you know, all right well that
2: is on the end bro the 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 kicker if if that was because i was thinking about what i do as my other vocation and doing fundraisers and stuff like that and off times i'll play you know just about any kind of music but they'll play up tempo stuff i hadn't heard a prince song played all year long hmm. and then some of these venues you know are ethnic and you think yeah okay they're gonna play prince but they didn't and it was like the more i thought about it. You don't hear Prince on the radio. I mean, yeah. that's really, really vicious because Odd. Prince bucked the system and he won yeah. you know, to a great extent. Prince beat those guys because after he fulfilled his contract, he was like, I'm going to get you guys. I'm going to live well. 1990 came, 1999 came out and at the end of the century, and it was 1999, and who knows how much in royalties he got off that one song alone.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it seems because of his problems with the Major, he uh, seems to have paid a large price, really, and had no success. His distribution is only, I mean, his, yeah, and then if you look on YouTube, there's not a one Prince track comes up. I don't know if that's because of him. It's because of Warner's trying to get him back. But there's some kind of conspiracy going on against him, it seems.
4: Dorothy was a waitress On the promenade She worked a night shift Dishwater blonde Tall and fine She got a lot of chips Well, earlier I'd been talking stuff In a violent room Fighting with lovers past I needed someone with within in doors Dorothy was fast. Well, I ordered... Yeah, let me get a fruit cocktail. I ain't too hungry. Dorothy laughed. She said, that sound like a real man to me. You're kind cute. You wanna take a bath? Just a sound like a real man to me Mind if I turn on the radio
2: like that you always pay a price it wasn't just some sort of act when he was writing slave on his face he really was and if you if Mm -hmm. you heard his material prior to him finishing up his contract from the time he did that it really wasn't up to snuff It wasn't impressive it was somebody who was just doing their job fulfilling their whatever and then boom he's gone and then once he was free of that his artistic thing just rejuvenated again but the fact that you can still make money by word of mouth. Is the essence of a true artist, and everybody knows if Prince decides he's going to do a show, it's going to sell out. You know, he doesn't need the mainstream media to keep feeding him, which is something that every artist would live and kill for, pretty much. That you could make your that you could go out anywhere and make a living that way. To a lesser degree, Frankie Beverly and Maze has always been one of those acts like that. You know, they don't draw a lot of attention, but when they're in an area and you know they're coming, they always sell out that's
0: that's true to them
2: being a great live act and the fact that they've always had their core fans either travel well or they understand who they're playing for and who they play to
0: well that's true I mean Prince seems to understand that that is one way he can keep his power and make some money is just simply to book gigs book gigs you know outside uh, the powers that be or whatever Prince should be a lesson on uh, the powers of the music business I mean the ultimate lesson sadly is Michael Jackson really he is the ultimate example I mean the lies that were told about him the way he was exploited is just everything that's horrible about the music that's a show by itself
1: brother
0: yeah indeed but you know i've still got one more track can you can you maybe come back one more time or should we end it right here okay well awesome because I, i i i think that this track would be fitting to play um we gotta survive because in modern day um and this track's from philadelphia and you're calling from philadelphia so there we go so revelation i would imagine our philly soul Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, uh, let's see, Norman Harris is doing the production.
1: That's all Philly.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, So, indeed, uh, We Gotta Survive might be more relevant today than it was when this came out in the mid-70s. So, we'll go into that. We'll come back one more time. And, indeed, we will end up with Linda Jones. But, being that the next purse, DJ, didn't come in because it is the holiday season, we're going overtime. So, what the hell? (laughs) All right, here it is. Revelation. We Gotta Survive on African Rhythms. It was just great. Um, Whenever I get to talk Jason Hoover, Bobby Taylor, Terry Jones, Linda Jones daughter to talk about the injustices in the business so direct from people that have so directly experienced exploitation. These are profound moments in the 20 years of African rhythms. No doubt. Yeah, indeed. Well, my brother, you know, it would be great to just talk all night but you know we've got in a good solid hour and a half and I pretty close to an hour and a half and um I'm I'm very grateful that you, you've taken the time. I mean I know you're a very busy man. You just come off your other radio show. You've got your job. Um, You've got your writing, <laughs> but uh, you know it, doing these community things, it does kind of uh, balance and bring it all together I- indeed. And an artist um, we're both pretty familiar with, um, but we're on our way home, I think, is a good party jam way to go out, right. brainstorm another underrated band.
2: Another underrated band and another good live act. But you know, when you got great musicians were also good showmen, that, that helps keep money in the till. Because you want to be able to go somewhere and the people know that when your name is on that, on that dais, yeah, boy, I got to see them. I remember them last time. You know, that's, that's the best feeling in the world for an artist. When they know your work is good, they know, oh yeah, this is going to be worth investing my time. We all know the reasons a lot of, a lot of times why people need art. You know they need it whether it's to go to a club to listen to somebody live or to listen to music you know played by a DJ or whatever they need that nourishment it really does feed the soul so you know Indeed. artists who sometimes don't look at the practical side because they are just looking to do just that be expressive and feed souls sometimes they don't get fed back properly and if there's any real justice out there you know you all, all, you really want in a in a in an ideal situation is for any artist to be credited for what they do, and if it's good enough to maybe be uh, denoted for it by being recognized either as being great among their peers or so great that you know culturally they change things in their own way, and they need to be recognized for it
0: indeed my friend wise words I think it's for both of us been part of our life experience to be able to bring some justice to these sad artists if that's just a little bit of the reason we were put on this earth I think it's a it's a noble thing to do
2: it's been a pleasure doing this and look forward to doing it again David
0: indeed well just uh, like traditional African rhythms perhaps you can uh, send us one of your traditional shout outs
2: well I, I will shout out to all our listeners, collectively, all soul patrollers within these ears who checks us out and we download our show and put it again out on edification out in cyberspace to everybody in Canada, to all my family, to my beautiful daughters, Nikki and Leah, my granddaughters there, Sika, Kaylee, Elena, Dylan, my grandson. Everybody out there who's listening, understand that if you want to know where the soul tree grows, the roots of all of that, begin with african rhythms
0: indeed my friend profound thank you all i'm right. david love jones indeed that's michael luis ingram we will do it again my brother all right yeah. have
2: a safe weekend everybody and welcome in 19 i rather welcome in 2014 in style no drinking and driving please
0: indeed (laughs) all right well we're going to go out in smoking fashion and happy new year to all our listeners on african rhythms radio on citr.ca soul tree radio um, in the philadelphia area so until next time uh, we're going out with brainstorm we're on our way home peace and love